Hey guys, I'm Shalina. This is Maggie, and this is Mysteries at the Coffee Shop. And today we're going to go over the quote-unquote Gone Girl case, which is a case that blew up in California in 2015. So Maggie actually hasn't looked into this case. And if you don't know Maggie, you probably don't because this is her first time on the podcast. But she's just filling in for Courtney because her mom just had surgery, so she's at home taking care of her, which is fine. Surgery can be very straining and stressful, so I totally get it. So Maggie's going to fill in her place. So Maggie, what do you know about the Gone Girl case? Absolutely nothing. I looked it up, got distracted, and then like scrolled through TikTok for three hours. Fair enough. It is kind of a confusing case. It is a little like the article titles. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, and then the articles are about like 15 pages long with all these details, but of course, back in 2015, I would imagine it was even more confusing because all this information was coming out like one day at a time, not making any sense. I would, I don't know. That's, it's just crazy to me. Uh, I didn't even follow it because I was a junior in 2015. So like that wasn't on my priority list. Of course, I did. I did hear about it because I heard about Gone Girl, which is a book and a movie that was written about a girl who faked her own kidnapping hmm. and so that's what this case is about is about a woman named denise huskins and her boyfriend named aaron quinn so let's totally get into it okay cool we're gonna start at the beginning so denise huskins and aaron quinn met in 2014 in vallejo california so they're both there doing their clinical rotations and residencies for becoming physical therapists they were in the same place working Right. So they met each other and they're like, I kind of really vibe with this girl. And she was like, I really vibe with this dude. And, but he felt really bad because he had just gotten out of a long term relationship. So, like, I don't, it kind of looks bad when you're like in like a two to five year relationship, you break up and then you immediately meet someone else. Yeah. It's like rebound. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like rebound, which is what he was thinking. So, you know, he was like, I kind of feel bad, but. You know, they decided to date anyways, and it w- it was going good for about seven months. And seven months in, he started messaging his ex again. You? Yeah. He, I mean, he was just talking to her. He wasn't really, it wasn't really anything, like, major, supposedly. Yeah, I get that, but if my boyfriend started messaging his ex, I would probably be a little concerned. You know, that's true. I, I get that. And that's why Denise, like, she, you know, she considered that cheating. She felt really hurt, a little betrayed. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah. Not consider it cheating, but I would be hurt. Right, right. She considered it cheating. And, like, some people do consider talking to your ex cheating because, like, what do you have in common other than your past relationship? You know what I mean? Like, unless it ended on really good terms. I don't think it did, actually. Then, yeah, it makes zero sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they got into a pretty big fight about it, but they were kind of determined to make this relationship work. So on March 22nd, 2015, she went over to Aaron's house, which is on Mare Island in Vallejo, California. That neighbor is like a really nice neighborhood, right? And he bought this house in 2012 when the market was nice. The house is beautiful. The island is beautiful. Neighborhood is beautiful. Um, That's where his home was. So she brought pizza and drinks. And they talked about their relationship all night. They were there for hours, probably up until like 1 a.m. ish. I would definitely. 
You don't like hanging out till like the AMs? Last night, my friends like were over at my house and I, they wanted to stay up all night. And I was just like at 2 AM, I was like, guys, we have to go to bed. <laughs> You're like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I worked all day. But that's what they did, right? I don't know how. I don't know how either. I Honestly, after a full day of working, I'd, I'm passed out on the couch at like 10 o'clock. No, legit. Me too. That worked out for them, though, because they actually ended up like saying, hey, let's make this work. And they decided to continue their relationship. So they talked it out. And I guess, I guess, you know, he was just, like I said earlier, feeling bad about moving on so fast. And I guess she heard and he she had questions. I'm not sure. Actually don't have a lot of information about the girlfriend, which when we get into the case further, you're going to want to know more about her. And unfortunately, I have to tell you, I don't know a lot about her. For now? Okay. <laughs> when I get mad later, you can tell me that I said okay earlier. Okay. <laughs> so they actually went upstairs to go to sleep at around 3 a.m. Too late. It's still too late. Yeah. You not good bedtime for you? Not good bedtime. All right. They went to bed at around 3 a.m. And they woke up to a man saying, wake up, this is a robbery. And he was pointing a black gun with a laser on it. He told them, hey, I need you to get up, get into this closet, and tie each other up. That is the most cliche thing ever. Really? You yeah. think so? This is a robbery. Like, why lead off with that? Uh, hey, I'll let you know. You're allowed to tear into this man as much as you want, okay? He's kind of a piece of garbage. Okay. Well, he's an idiot. <laughs> Not original at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, Denise noticed that there's actually two men. There are two sets of legs from two different men. What if it was just one man with four legs? God damn, that would be scary. <laughs> Centaur. I would, you know, if I saw that, I would probably, yeah, no, I would 100% be like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever you say because what the actual fuck is happening. No, I'd kill myself. I'd just be like, bye. I'm done. Rip. R.I.P. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm out. What kind of freak of nature? I don't want to exist on the same plane as something that scary. It would be terrifying. Right? Anyways, they get into the closet and they tie each other up. The men place these blackened swim goggles over their eyes, and they're blackened by duct tape. So they literally just put duct tape over these swim goggles. Also very original. Um, I also feel like you could have just spray painted them and got the same effect. Yeah, takes like five seconds to spray paint. You're really going to take all that effort to duct tape them? They got the goggles on, they put headphones on them, and the headphones were re pre-recorded messages telling them what to do. The messages told them that they were going to get some sedatives. And if they did not willingly take it, then they were going to inject them with it. So Aaron is sitting there like, oh, shit, like, this is serious. Like, this was premeditated. Yeah, sounds like it. At that point, like, the two are really scared. And, you know, Aaron's trying to barter with them. And one of the men actually calls him by his first name. So this man knew him. That's suspicious. That is very suspicious. So... They separated the two. One of them took Denise into the router room in the house, which means that they knew the fucking layout of the house. So they'd been there before. Yeah. Or somebody had told them the layout. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, because apparently they, they really knew the layout for them to be able to take Denise into the router room to try to get information from her. As they were separated, they told them, 
you know, we're going to ask you personal questions. We want your social security cards, your credit cards, anything that you could give us that could give us money, just give it to us right now. And if they hadn't given them that information, they threatened to cut up the other person. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they told Denise, like, hey, if you don't give me this information, I'm going to cut Aaron up so bad. That's a little aggressive. They want money. Just take the money. Okay. Don't you're right. I'm going to kill you. Okay. It gets worse. Oh. It gets way worse, actually. It gets a lot worse. Okay. So they look at the credit cards and stuff and they're like, oh shit. This woman's name is Denise Huskins. And so they go up to Aaron and they're like, where is your ex girlfriend? And he's like, she, we broke up and she took all her stuff and moved out. And they're like, oh shit, we got the wrong person. Oh. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, oh fuck. And then the person, you know, the two intruders, they go up to him and they're like, does Denise look like your ex-girlfriend? And he said, yes, they both have long blonde hair and they look pretty similar. And they said, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take Denise for 48 hours. You guys need to call in sick to work, say you have a family emergency, whatever, so it's not suspicious. We're going to set up cameras in your house and we're going to be watching you. And if you don't do what we say... We're going to kill her. And so Aaron, being super fucking scared, like, agrees. They take Denise away. They bring Aaron downstairs. Aaron's like, hey, I'm kind of cold because, you know, he's, like, kind of tied up on the floor, like, in goggles. And, like, it's fucking 3 a.m. I set my thermometer cold in the house when I sleep because I don't like being warm when I sleep. Oh, yeah. I would, if I could touch my thermometer, my stepdad would kill me. That's such a dad thing. Don't touch the thermometer. No, for real. Oh, touch like thermostat. It's got a sixth sense or something when it comes to that um, thermostat. Right, 100%. Anyways, he's like, hey, homie, like, I'm kind of cold. Can you at least put a blanket on me? And the intruder goes, oh, I kind of didn't notice because we're we're both wearing wetsuits. And he was like, what? That's weird. Wetsuits? Yeah, so wetsuits? I called this guy an idiot, but wetsuits actually really smart because it contains everything on the inside. Right? Because it's supposed to be waterproof. Yeah. So they weren't going to leave any fingerprints or any, like, hair for any. They weren't going to leave anything behind. That is kind of smart. Were they going to take a swim after? Like, I don't Maybe. Maybe. I mean, they are near the beach. I mean, I'm sure if they have swimsuits, they go swimming, right? Unless they bought it just for that purpose. Why would you buy it just for That would be so stupid if you bought a wetsuit just to rob somebody. I know, man. Some people are, like, really into that game. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So... They take Denise and they throw her in the trunk of the car, slam the door to the trunk. Aaron, who at the same time is like on the floor near the couch tied up or whatever, right? He manages to get his goggles like askewed off his face. He sees the time is 5 a.m. So they took her at 5 a.m. He passes out a little bit because he did get a sedative and it's starting to hit. But he did manage to get up a couple hours later. I want to say an hour or two, maybe, later. And he manages to call in sick at work. And then he manages to call Denise's boss and lets them know that Denise has had a family emergency. She's going to be out for a week. And then he falls back asleep. Once he wakes up, though, he sees that the house is lined with red tape telling him where to talk to the cameras, where to move. And the 
intruders see that he's awake and immediately start communicating with him. So they, like, really taped out his entire house? Yeah, they really taped out his entire house. When do they have time to do that? Maybe when he was passed out? I don't know. I feel like that would take a lot longer than two hours. I feel like that would take a lot longer than two hours to, like, really map it out and set up the cameras and everything. That's a lot of effort. I don't know when they did that, actually. I don't have that information, but they must have done it, like, at some point when they were getting, like, information. Probably. Unless there was more than two people. Maybe. Anyways, when they start communicating with him, they tell him to take out two payments of $8,000. Because what, I think once you hit, like, $1,000, your bank is like, hey, what are you doing with $1,000 cash? What are you doing? That's suspicious. Huh. Yeah, the banks get really, like, at my bank, I'm not allowed to pull out over 500 in cash. I would never have that problem. Big sad. Big broke. Big broke. $8,000 in cash. Actually, no, he said two payments of $8,000, so that's, like, $16,000 in cash. Walking around, like, that's pretty dangerous, right? So Aaron thinks about it. And he's like, what if I take the cash to them? And then they just decide to kill both of us anyways. That's like, a very valid question. Yeah, that's very valid. So he was like, I, I I, don't know what to do. And then he thought about his brother. His brother is actually an FBI agent. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and his brother actually told him, if anything like this happens, they scare you into not calling the police, but for the love of God, call the police. Yeah, I mean, if you call the police and they get there quick enough, I feel like they could protect you. Maybe? Wait for it. Okay. He's scared. All right, so Aaron calls 911 around 2 p.m., and it's been nine hours since Denise has been taken. When the police arrive, they ask him if he's on drugs. He obviously says, yes, I have been drugs. They, like, fucking sedated me. They didn't give me an option. Well, these guys, being the ding-dongs that they are, walk into the house and tear down the cameras and the tape. And they're suspicious because they're missing the comforter. Aaron's car is missing and he's in possession of Denise's phone. So what they suspect is a domestic violence situation. Real geniuses right there. Yeah. They take him to the station so that Aaron can give him a statement. And when he gets to the station, they ask him about him and Denise's relationship. And it just gets worse from there. Like they are bombarding him with questions they're telling him like we don't believe your fucking story like this sounds too wild like why would two men in wetsuits come to your house and kidnap her that doesn't make sense you fucking killed her you did this and this goes on for hours hours to the point where Aaron is questioning his own sanity like he was like did I have a schizophrenic meltdown and actually kill her I feel like that's a thing that happens a lot some people are like bullied into giving a confession that's actually so that's actually what's interesting about this is like the way that they interrogated him it has been proven that the the way that they do that makes people just confess so that they can just go home and lay down and sleep because he hasn't slept for i mean he slept when he was sedated but that's not the same kind of sleep yeah that's why in real life there's like a lot of steps and processes to it but the way that this police department handled this was not that great right so they're sitting there interrogating him suspecting him of this right and denise has been gone for hours 
They're not even, like, looking for her? No, because they are 100% sure that he fucking killed her. You can't be 100% sure that somebody killed somebody without a body. Right? Well, they're suspicious because there was a blood stain on the sheets. Probably from the people attacking them or whatever. Maybe, but also he was like, there was an old stain on the sheets from when, like, one of them had a nosebleed. They didn't say where it was, but I'm suspecting one of them had, like, a nosebleed. Or, you know, if you're a girl, you just bleed through at night. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, there's an old stain from that, but I don't know why they're asking me about that. Couldn't they, like, realize, like, see how old it would be? Uh, actually, yeah, now that I think about it. Because, like, if it's an older stain, you can be like, that looks like an older stain. Yeah, if it's been washed a couple times, it doesn't look like fresh blood or anything. And it's not like this guy would have washed the thing over and over and over again within a day. That's true. I mean, if he did, dedication. Um, well, I would. Mean, he washes a sheet over and over again and then makes a bed back up again. That's why Aaron was concerned. He was like, I don't understand why they're not believing me. So they go even further and they tell him that he's a suspect because he's the last one that saw her alive. And he's the last one that spoke to her, the last one that did anything with her. And they tell him, you killed her and you threw her body in the bay. Then go look for it. Damn, I didn't think about that. Put on the wetsuit. Oh my god. Put on the wetsuit and look in the bay. And go swimming. So an FBI agent comes in, right? And they're like, we need you to take this polygraph test. And Aaron complies because if he doesn't comply, then it does look like that he killed her. So he takes the polygraph test knowing that these things don't actually work. They're a pseudoscience, yeah. Yeah, they're a pseudoscience. And this polygraph test comes back as that he lied the entire time. And they go based off of that. So Ethan, you know, his brother gets called in with his mom and they send Ethan in to talk to Aaron to see if they can get a confession. And Aaron just goes up and hugs his brother and kind of like collapses in arms and starts sobbing. And it's like, I am telling the fucking truth. I mean, at that point, I wouldn't believe him. But also, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. Me too. I'm too nice of a person. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Maybe you didn't kill this person. Well, the best thing that they did was that Ethan's brother contacted Daniel Russo, which is his attorney. And they're like, hey, this is what's happened. Can you please help my brother? I feel like I've heard that name before. He's a pretty famous lawyer. So at 1230 on March 24th, the San Francisco Chronicle actually gets a message from Denise. Like a voice message in an email. Huh. She's like, hey, I'm Denise. I'm still alive. This is what's happened today and this day and yesterday. Like they're all recent events. So they know that it wasn't a voice message that was taken like from her computer from a while back. The Vallejo Police Department take this as a proof of life. So they want Aaron to contact her back. But when he gets his phone back, his phone explodes with messages and phone calls. Oh, I thought you meant like actually exploded for a second. <laughs> oh my God, no. What? So the Vallejo de- Police Department took his phone, right, to look, look at it for evidence, but they put it on fucking airplane mode. Even though Aaron was like, hey... The kidnapper is contacting me like he's going to try to contact me back. And so they cut off that communication when they put it on airplane mode. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was, I mean, they were pretty upset about that. And so they, he's, 
Yeah. I mean, this is something you'd expect out of police officers from like the 60s. That's actually true. Yeah. This is 2015. I I shouldn't criticize because I don't know how I would be in that situation. But I feel like I would have more common sense. That's true. But I guess they did it because they were so heavy set on him being the sus, like him being the person that killed her, that they were not looking at any routes. You can't have like tunnel vision when it comes to crime, though. That's what it, yeah, that's what it sounds like they did. They just had tunnel vision. They're like, you fucking did it. Yeah, like you have to think logically and think of all the possibilities. Yeah, yeah, they didn't do that. They obviously didn't. A shame. Yeah. So anyways, on Wednesday, March 25th, Denise reappears on Huntington Beach. Right? He's just there? Oh, yeah. Just poof. I'm just kidding. No. It had been 48 hours, so her kidnapper had, you know, stayed true to his word and, like, returned her back. So he didn't risk taking her back to Vallejo, so he dropped her off on the beach. And when he dropped her off, her eyes are covered. And they had thrown her bags out with her in the alley. I guess they, like, when they kidnapped her, they just grabbed her shit and threw her like, bags. Oh, let's get you a go bag real fast. You need to have plenty of options. I, uh, I guess. What pajamas do you want? Like, what? I get, like, I guess. That's strange. It is strange. They throw her and her bags in an alley, and then she realizes she's at a walking distance to her mom's house. Oh, nice. So she walks that way, but, like, her mom's not home. So she borrows a worker's phone who's at the house and she calls her dad and leaves him a voice message. Then then she goes over to her father's house where the neighbor lets her in to their house and the two police officers come and ask her questions. Her mom and her dad are in Vallejo, right, at the police department yeah. trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Because they're like, oh, shit. Right. She states that she was given liquid benzos every couple hours to keep her sedated. And she was like, despite how weird this kidnapping was, the individual who had kidnapped her was actually very nice to her. Very polite to her, to be honest. Benzos is scary, though. Police department asked her more questions and they're like, have you been sexually assaulted? She says no. Well, at least I didn't do that. No. So after that, she was like, I want to speak to a lawyer because she realizes that their questions seem very off-putting, very suspicious, as if, like, this is her fault. Because they're like, so you've been kidnapped, but you have to-go bags with you. Like, you have your duffel bags and shit. So that's suspicious. That is really suspicious. So did she, like, set this whole thing up? No. Actually, no. Actually, no? Actually, no. I'm so confused. Anyways, her cousin Nick, right, is close by. He comes to the rescue and, you know, gives her a hug. And then they talk and they get her an attorney. The FBI contact her and they're like, hey, we want you to get a private plane to fly back. And she denied for her own safety. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Vallejo Police Department kind of took that and, like, twisted it. And they said that... You know, Denise is has denied working with the FBI. She's denied working with us. And they basically told the media that she had made this all up and that she was a gone girl hoax. Like, straight up stood in front of the media and said that. And they don't do that unless they are, like, 100%. Yeah, you don't. I say I'm as, like, I didn't say five minutes ago. Did she do this? Yeah, yeah. And what's shitty 
as the only people who were investigated during this time were Aaron and Denise, while the actual kidnapper is out there. Sounds about right. You know, when you come back from being kidnapped, you don't think that you have to worry about defending yourself like that. Yeah. You would think that the police department would serve and protect and do what they're supposed to do and go investigate the person who had allegedly kidnapped them. But they had turned the public against them. They were like, hey, they're using all of your resources, your tax money to just dick around and disappear. That's what the police are doing. Ouch. In this case, I mean, like, that's, they're like, what's the easiest thing to place the blame on? That's fair. That's fair. I guess. And then they were all suspicious because of, like, the Gone Girl thing. And they thought that they were inspired by the movie. But, like, who, what the fuck? I just don't think, I don't know. Like, maybe some people could have been. But from what I'm hearing, most likely not. No. Just a very strange, off-putting kidnapping. Right. From very strange people. Right. Who maybe they wanted it to look like a Gone Girl kind of situation. Actually, maybe. They might have, like, set it up to look like that. Yeah, so that they wouldn't be in the public eye. So while the Vallejo Police Department are talking to the media, she is on her way to San Francisco to talk to her attorney. Right? Her attorney is Doug Rappaport. He's pretty famous. He's pretty, like, blunt. Like, no shits and giggles, let's get into this. I haven't heard of him, but sounds like he knows his stuff. Right, so when she sees him, like, she retells the whole story in detail. She said that she was taken to a house. She was bound. She was then taken into the garage and laid on the concrete floor. Except, like, they laid a blanket over her because I guess it was cold. I don't know. She didn't tell officers that. And then she also didn't tell officers that he was in the Marines. He stated that he was in the Marines multiple times while she was in that house with him. And what makes it worse is, like, she did, she was raped. She was raped multiple times. Jeez. I don't know if he had some sort of fantasy in between Aaron's ex-girlfriend, and she just looked similar, and he wanted to play out that fantasy, but basically set her on the bed and was like, I'm going to record this, and if you do anything to try to run away or make a peep, I will release these videos on the internet. And he did it multiple times because he said the first time it was not believable. He was like, you have to make it look like you enjoy it. Yeah, we just added some psychological torture. Ew. So he had sexually assaulted her multiple times on camera. So after she tells him that, her attorney is like, hey, we have to get you a sexual assault exam. Like, as soon as possible. When did she meet her attorney? Like, how many days after? That same day. The same day? That same day. Okay, well, that's good. Because they can get it as soon as possible and hopefully find some evidence. They don't? They do? Well... He contacts the Vallejo Police Department and they disregard that information and they tell her to wait until tomorrow. No words. Sounds about right for this police department. I'm sure they've improved since then. Hopefully they've improved since then. I don't know. As far as I know, the people who are working on her case still work there, so I don't think so. Yeah, they're like, she needs to wait until tomorrow because we want to speak to her first. And her attorney was actually pissed off about this. I would just have her do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know what they said? They were like, yeah, just have her not shower and don't change her clothes. And it's just like, after you've been sexually assaulted, that's all you want to do. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's not a pleasant thing. 
No, like, so her attorney was pissed, right? He was like, all the same clothes. No, how fucking dare you? How dare you? And so when she did show up to get, you know, that sexual assault exam, they made her go over every single detail again, in full detail. Like, what position was she in? What were you doing? What? How is that relevant? I, I don't think it's relevant. Did they just want to make her uncomfortable? I don't know. Probably. Or, like, are they like, oh, if she tells a too detailed story, then it's been rehearsed, or... I guess so. That That's one thing, too. It's just, like, what if, what if they're a person that just remembers a lot of details? Yeah, I mean, some people are just like that. Yeah, because, like, I don't remember a full situation, but I don't remember this speck of death that I looked at on the ground that looked like a dog. Yeah, me too. Like... There are some pieces of information that I remember specifically because I zoomed in on tunnel vision on a certain thing during a certain situation. Yeah. But they, yeah, they basically, dude, they just keep, like, torturing this poor girl. Psychologically. That's just ridiculous. And then on March 26th, San Francisco article receives an email containing a lot of details about this whole event. It was her, her kidnapper. Her kidnapper was like, No. No, you got it all wrong. Like this, he was fucking offended. He was offended. He was like, "They did not do this. They did not fake their own kidnapping. I did this. Here are some pictures of some of the things that I used during the kidnapping. Like his fake little—he didn't have an actual gun. It was a squirt gun. A squirt gun. It was a squirt gun that was painted black with a red laser taped onto it. A squirt gun and wetsuits." Were they, like, in the backyard play? I don't know. I don't know what the thought process was. Well, let me just get this squirt going. I mean, I guess it was smart on this kidnapper's part to make it look like a gun. Yeah. But it's also, like, not smart. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like the genocide. The Y'all been duped. Could you imagine? Like, we thought it was a real gun. Sir, it's a squirt gun. I would be so messed. I wouldn't be too. I'd be like, I could have literally fought this guy. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm sure like Aaron and Denise, like that was on the bottom of their list, but once they figured it out, they were just like they, they were probably upset about it. I'm just like, I would like, be too. Me too. It's just like in the moment, I would have probably been scared shitless. Right. Like if I was in that position. Well, you like you don't actually know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, he wanted credit for his crimes, honestly. So he was super fucking offended. And he defend Denise and Aaron. I kind of, like, okay, I don't want to say I love it when criminals do that, but I kind of do because it leads to them getting caught. That's true. Like, they want the attention. That's true. They, they play, a lot of criminals play this sort of psychological game. Like, they do like to be caught and recognized, but they like the anonymity that they get. And he still had his anonymity when he sent this email, by the way. They did not catch him based off of his email. They're just like, catch me if you can. Pretty much. But give me the credit. Pretty much. After that, it still had been two months, and they're still fighting. They're still trying to figure this out. They're still trying to prove their own innocent. Did they ever get any DNA from the rape kit? That's a good question. I don't know. That is a very good question. Um, Probably not, and if they did, I don't know how long it takes for the DNA test from a sexual assault exam to come back. That's true. I don't either. Yeah, I... I know with some tests, it does take, like, a long-ass time to come back, to be honest. That is true. So two months later, 
There was an armed robbery in Dublin, California that proved Denise's and Aaron's innocence. Good. Yeah, so it was June 5th, 2015. The exact same thing that happened to Denise and Aaron, except this time, the husband decided to fuck him up. Like, he fought back. Oh. I guess he saw through the squirt gun, guys. Or maybe he's like, instead of a flight, he was just a fight guy. He's like, you know what? If I'm going down, I'm going down swing. I, I, yeah, I think he was a fight guy. Because I would have run for the hills. No, no, he's a, he was a fight guy. But this guy is like, you know what? Yeah. Uh, so the husband started beating the fuck out of the intruder. That wife got away and called 911. Nice. When the suspect tries to get away, he knocks the husband out completely with a flashlight. Like, in the back, in like, the side of the head, just as hard as he can. Um, and But in the struggle, you know how I said, like, the wetsuits, they were supposed to, like, not leave anything behind? Yeah. Guess what he left behind? The wet... No, I'm just kidding. Dig guess. Hair? His Think cell phones. His cell phone? He left his cell phone. So... That's embarrassing. That is really embarrassing. So, the police... Um, in Dublin, they traced the cell phone back to a woman who lived in Orangedale County, California. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's my son's cell phone. This guy's going to come after him. <laughs> He's going to go like, these bitches are talking shit. I am definitely talking shit about him. But you want to know his name? Um, his name is Matthew Mullers. And, you know, he was a Marine. He was a grade A student. And he went to Harvard. And he was, he's a really smart guy. And he went into immigration law. But in 2008, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And after that, his life kind of went downhill. Did they not give him meds or anything? Did yeah. they not take any meds? Hey, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't, like, work out. Sometimes you have to take very many meds before you get the right one. Yeah. And sometimes the meds that you're trying out makes it worse. So I don't exactly know what happened. Yeah. I mean, I know when I was trying to find the right antidepressant, that was hell. Yeah. And I can't imagine, like, bipolar, that's going to be a whole different ballgame. Yeah, but you don't go out and kidnap people. No, you don't go out and kidnap people. No. No, you didn't go and get out and kidnap people. I also have depression, so I was in my bed, like, robbing. I also have a mental illness, but I don't go out and kidnap people. Exactly. I mean, it's not hard to not kill people. Exactly. In my personal opinion, I don't know. Maybe other people disagree. But. His mom did kind of write him out. Well, not kind of. She fully ratted him out. No, that's what I would do. I mean, yeah. I was, sorry, kid. You're being a piece of shit. I'm like, don't kidnap people. So his mom told him that he was probably out at their family cabin. The police and the FBI raided the cabin. And when they walked in there, the house was just filled with, like, cell phones and laptops and all this random shit that he had taken from people. And Matthew just walked out with his hands up. Like, he just went in, but... The house had ski masks, stun guns, laptops, cell phones, stolen a stolen Ford Mustang, by the way. Oh, those are nice cars. A large green bag that had a blow-up doll with a replica squirt guns, swim goggles that were duct tape black, with that blonde hair stuff to them. Which, by the way, the, pe- the couple that was robbed in... Robbed? They, he didn't get very far. The couple in Dublin, California, were not blondes. They both had dark hair. So it was her hair. Denise. It was Denise's hair. Matthew, they looked into his background, and Matthew had popped up as a person of interest for multiple crimes outside of the town. In both cases, both the female victims were 
bound and threatened to be raped. So this is like the same crime over and over again. He has done this multiple fucking times. And they didn't catch on? No. Obviously not. It's just... No words. Right? And so, oh, that Ford Mustang that was stolen, it was from a college student on Mare Island the same day that Denise and Aaron were attacked and kidnapped. Lovely. So Misty Caruso, who was working on that case in Dublin, called the FBI and essentially was like, y'all are fucking stupid. She chewed them out, dude. I mean, I don't blame her. Like, don't be idiots. Um, yeah, and I would definitely seal the deal was one of the laptops was actually Aaron's. Yeah, that would have really. So that's the case. And then you'll be happy to hear that in 2018, Denise and Aaron got a $2.5 million settlement from the Vallejo Police Department. Oh, I am so glad. I was going to ask if they sued. Yeah. And Matthew Muller, he got a 40-year sentence, but, like, then I saw that he took some kind of deal and ended up getting a 31-year sentence, so. I mean, it's not life, but he didn't really murder anybody. I don't know if he did. I didn't look into that, but I still have questions. So many questions about this case. Like, yeah. what if he didn't get long enough in prison? No. Or didn't get sentenced long I hope he drops the soap. Yeah, I have so many questions still. Like, what the fuck was the ex-girlfriend doing to where, like, he was looking for her? Maybe he was just, like, thought she was hot and was interested in her? I don't know. I know. I don't know. And he knew the layout of the house. So, like, was she having an affair with him? Like, I don't understand. That, like, could be very possible. But, like, if he was having an affair with him, then, like, why would he go and quote-unquote kidnap her? Why didn't he know that they had broken up? I don't know. Maybe maybe he was, like, a stalker. And then they never looked into who the second person was. Yeah, I would, like... It wasn't the blow-up doll. No, could you imagine? He's just carrying around the... Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, was it... Did he bring the blow-up doll just to, like, throw people off? But there's no way that you could throw a grown-ass woman in the trunk by yourself. Or, like, throw... Like, bring Aaron down the stairs. Like... Yeah, I don't know. So who was the second person? His mom? I'm just kidding. A plot twist. She throws him under the bus to... Wait, to save herself? She's like, oh, I'm just a little old lady. I don't know anything. I didn't... What? What? No, not me. That's ignorant. Yeah. So, but then, like, how did he know Aaron? I don't know. The ex-girlfriend. What is happening? I still have so many questions that I couldn't find the answers to. That's just bizarre. Isn't it? Yeah, I really don't. Well, that's the end of the case. Um. Oh, more happy news. They did, like, they are married now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, their two attorneys did go to their wedding. Oh, nice. Nothing like trauma. No, 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 no. I mean, I guess he invited them because they did really help them. So they're like, yeah, you're invited to her wedding. And now they have a daughter who, yeah, yeah, she's, she looks exactly like them. It's adorable. They're a happy little family. Um, So she, they, they are doing a lot better now, granted, they had to go through a lot of therapy. I'm really happy for them. I'm glad they're doing a lot better, too. They definitely didn't deserve that. No, absolutely not. And the way that that police department handled it was awful it that was, was disgusting be- it was disgusting it was like they're asking for your help and you're sitting there telling them like without any real hard evidence and they're telling them that they faked it yeah it's your fault i mean you just you're trying to get 
attention or whatever out of it. Had that man not left his cell phone there, this guy would have gotten away with so many other kidnappings. This would have happened to so many other couples, so many other women. Like, that's... It kind of ended in murder, too. This guy was clearly going off the rails. Right? Like, when they put his phone into airplane mode, she could have died. Yeah, I mean, like, kidnapping and raping, not okay. It's terrible. But, like, he could have gotten progressively worse. He, Yeah, he... I mean, that's how most serial killers go. They they start off kidnapping, and, and it gets progressively worse. E- example, Ted Bundy. Example, like, John Wayne Gacy. Like, it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, so I... Yeah, that whole thing, I was so disgusted. And this is... A true crime case that we're going over for like that doesn't have murder in it yeah but it could have ended that way and i don't know i just feel very i'm so happy for them that they caught the happy ending that they deserve but i hate that they had to go through all of that before yeah me too like they could have just had their pizza talked about their relationship got everything sorted out and lived a chill life exactly i i think that's messed up so what are your final thoughts on this case before we end this episode? I have a lot of thoughts. I really don't like how the Vallejo Police Department handled it. That was awful. Totally unprofessional. I mean, there's a whole thing. Like, I don't know if this makes sense, but it's like innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And they didn't have any evidence to be like, this is your your fault. Yeah. Um... I think it was crazy that they wanted her to wait for a um, sexual assault test. How traumatizing. How traumatizing. Could you imagine, like, somebody telling you, like, oh, you've been, like, assaulted? Here, wait a couple days. No. Even with the freshest sample possible. Yeah. You want to get, like, justice for what happened. And they didn't do that. And she deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, she deserves it. She was a victim. Um, this was very garbage on their behalf. Thank you for listening to this episode. I will release another one in two weeks and hopefully Courtney will be back. If not, you'll probably see Maggie again or maybe both of them. It doesn't matter. Anyways, if you like this content, please like, subscribe and follow and check out our merch shop as well. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Mm -hmm.